Good Stuff FM. This is Show Me Your Mic, episode 131. I'm your host, Chris Enns, and for this episode, I'm doing something a little bit different. I was recently a guest on the CodePen Radio podcast, who also happened to be a client of mine, and uh, Marie, the host there, had asked me to come on and talk about podcasting and how it relates to CodePen, the business, and just update uh, the listeners on what uh, podcasting news and industry changes and the way that CodePen themselves are using their podcast. And I thought after we finished the recording that it might actually be of interest to show me your mic listeners. And so I'm going to basically include that episode in its entirety here for you. By way of introduction to CodePen, CodePen is basically a digital playground for HTML, CSS, JavaScript, all sorts of web web developer, front-end nerd stuff. And so you may not use CodePen.io yourself, but the podcast they do, CodePen Radio, is basically a uh, behind-the-scenes look at starting a business on the web and running it. The founders talk about how the choices they make in both the technology side as well as the business side. So the podcast is actually really interesting, I find, even though I don't understand all the uh, web tech stuff that they are talking about all the time. But it's also worth checking out CodePen.io if you've ever messed around with HTML, CSS. It kind of gives you a way to quickly try some ideas that you might have for a website and use it sort of like as a scratch pad or a place to remember ideas or check out and find ideas for what you're trying to build that other people have done before you. You can do a, use their search, and I often search for like buttons or sign-up forms or um, yeah, different ways of presenting an image or borders and, and things like that. Just get ideas for what I'm trying to do that someone else has done before me and borrow, use, reuse code uh, that they've already done much better than I could. Be sure to check out goodstuff.fm's latest show uh, that's launching, well, launched already, but opening day for baseball is today, and the show is called Baseline. It's a podcast with Kyle Roderick, Andrew Huster, talking about baseball, introducing you to the ideas of baseball, but then also following along with the baseball season as it transpires. Opening day is today, so it's a great time to jump into a baseball podcast that's not for baseball nerds. It's for people who are new to baseball or unsure about baseball. Goodstuff.fm slash baseline. All right. Here's Show Me Your Mic. I'm Marie Mosley. I'm the support lead here at CodePen. And this week, I am joined by our audio engineer, Chris Enns. Hey, Chris. Hey, Marie. I, I don't know if audio engineer is my official. It feels like really official, I guess. <laughs> I'm I mean, like a you're the one who, guy who edits podcasts. You're the podcasts. one who engineers it. Yeah, knows how to cut <laughs> audio, I feel like. But engineer has a nice ring to it. We call everybody an engineer. Right. This is software, man. <laughs> But but Chris is uh, Chris is being modest because Chris is Canadian. But Chris <laughs> is the power behind the throne at CodePen Radio. He uh, he's the person who who makes sure that we sound good. And uh, if you are a longtime listener to the show, uh, you heard him come on the show in December of 2017. That was the last time we had you on uh, when we were just talking about just the idea of podcasting for a startup in general. And back then, I was just getting started with uh, running CodePen Radio, and it's it was a big learning experience for me. And Chris was giving me some tips and tricks, and I have appreciated those ever since. <laughs> yeah, we were all young and naive back then in 2017. Oh, yeah, the, the glory days. <laughs> but, uh, but since then, a whole lot has changed in the world of podcasting. I'd say that the last you know year and a half in the world of podcasting has been – transformative. So much has gone gone on. So many new people have gotten into the game. So many existing players have gotten really big that it's it's just a, a really interesting time to be doing a podcast and an interesting time to talk about podcasting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely and it's it's a fun it's a fun medium to be operating in. Like obviously you have we wouldn't have I mean CodePen you wouldn't have even known was a job you could do 10, 15 years ago probably, but even yeah, that's true. podcasting <laughs> like I was talking with my kids about like 
I wouldn't have even guessed in high school that this was a thing I could do. Like certainly there's audio engineers, obviously, but that's who recorded like rock bands and stuff, not like nerds talking about how they develop a web app in <laughs> on the internet and things like that. So it's just amazing how this whole thing sprung up and obviously hundreds of or thousands of careers kind of sprouted up around it. So yeah, it's exciting. It's really interesting to see how we kind of went from like a total dead zone in radio to almost like a, a renaissance of talk radio. Because there was a time like, you know, in the 80s and 90s where radio was just kind of starting to fall by the wayside as like, you know, TV and things like that were just becoming more interesting. And for a long time, nobody would listen to the radio and certainly not talk radio unless you were like – you know, like a total crank. You know? <laughs> but uh, but now you know, so many people are, are talking about so many things and, and just, you know, sharing all kinds of information in the audio format using a lot of the old skills from the radio days. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating how that kind of ebbs and flows too. Because and it, you can compare it a lot to uh, there's a similar cycle, I guess, of blogging that happened too, obviously, where people were all of a sudden, you know, everyone's worried that nobody's going to write anymore because of texting and because of whatever. And then all of a sudden blogging blows up and, and then takes off. And all of a sudden all these careers that didn't exist before are available to people. And, and I sort of see a similar cycle happening with podcasting. And sort of, I was wondering, you know, if, is there going to be this bubble that slightly bursts a bit, you know, and we sort of settle out from all the hype around it as, you know, we might get into some of the big purchases and stuff that's happening in the podcasting space. But, um, but it's still exciting, I think, and a fun, fun medium to be in and, and to work in for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting that you mentioned blogs because I kind of see the beginning of like a renaissance of the individual blog coming up now. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of people had kind of flowed into things like Medium and, and larger platforms for blogging. But now I'm starting to see people start to step back a bit and crank up their own blogs again. We're starting to see people uh, host them through CodePen projects because you can do like a static site through a project. People are starting to take their blog back under their own name, starting to do their own routines with it. And so that's pretty cool. So it's like, it is interesting, like you mentioned, like an ebb and flow of the different uh, types of of mediums and, and types of, I guess, entertainment, you can call it, when <laughs> you're listening to a bunch of nerds talk about code. <laughs> so a new thing that we've done lately here at CodePen Radio is we have, uh, we used to always host our audio in S3. We would just put it up into the cloud and then all the information we would get about the show was basically just like raw hits. We didn't actually know like where anybody was listening from or anything like that. Uh, but we, at the end of last year, started using this new service called Simplecast to host the show audio. Uh, are you familiar with that one, Chris? Yeah, I have a few clients who use it and and definitely it's been around. There's kind of like the in the podcast hosting space, there's like the oldest of the old ones is like Libsyn has been around forever. It seems like they were doing podcast hosting before podcasts exist. I don't know what they did before. But <laughs> yeah. And then Simplecast is, is definitely one of the more modern platforms, but it's, it's one that's like, um, if, if Libsyn, I've always, this is my mental comparison. Libsyn was like windows 3.1 design <laughs> and Simplecast mm -hmm. came along with like, maybe, I don't know whether you're a Mac or a windows 95. It's like a, a nicer user interface for what's essentially just yeah. like numbers and data, obviously. And uh, and a lot of nice features. So, but yeah, I actually didn't realize when I started with you guys that you were using just an A3 account or S3 sorry account and uh, and using that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's all we did. We just would would kick it up there. Uh, we used um, Transmit and just kicked it into S3 bucket and 
downloaded it from there for the show. And I mean, it worked. It was, yeah, it was, it's totally how developers, I could see like, you know, a bunch of nerdy developers are like, why would we <laughs> use something else when we can build it ourselves? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, we had the bucket. Yeah. So it's like, hey, <laughs> throw it in the bucket. <laughs> and so we did. Uh, and it and it worked fine. But the, but the thing is, we really didn't have any any useful insight into who was listening to the show. It was just like, we got this many downloads yep. that we know. Other than that, we know nothing. <laughs> and so uh, putting it into Simplecast has really made that different because we get, you know, a very detailed map of the world that shows like everywhere that the show is being listened to. Uh, we see it's it's got, you know, all the shows ranked. The top shows are, we see which, which shows did the best and all of that. And it's just, I mean, it's very basic stuff that we really we really should have had before but we just didn't and now it's been really useful because we've we've seen like oh this show was a big hit people were super interested in this topic or this show you know not so hot so you know <laughs> so we're kind of getting a feel for the things that that people are are interested in and where in the world people are listening to us and that for me was the biggest shock to see the global audience of code pen radio uh, i I didn't really realize how many people were listening to the show when I was just looking at numbers. When I started to see it on a map of the world, that's when it really like hit me like, wow, people are listening to this. This is really exciting. Yeah. And that's where I think folks, like obviously if you've, if you've seen Google Analytics, you know, like the kind of visual that you can get of, of where people are listening. And so, but to have that translated into what, you know, the 30 to 45 minutes of, you know, Marie and whoever guests, whichever guests you have on talking and that they're, you know, they're, maybe it's that false humility too of like, wow, we're actually interesting enough to people in Malaysia or <laughs> yeah. wherever they are in the world that, um, that they're listening. And it's, it's, I think it's, it can be a, a good, um, what's the word, like boost in, in terms of like, oh yeah, people are actually out there listening. They're, they're actually like seeing the physical location that they're like, not, don't get paranoid. It's not like Marie can see your house where you are in the world. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it's not anywhere near that. It's just like, it'll show us like what city people are listening in. So yeah, yeah. But it, and it's, it's, it is, it's exciting. It's like validating for the show because you realize, oh, okay, yeah, people are really listening. I should keep doing this. And, and, you know, they're, they are actually into it. Another really cool feature that I really enjoy about uh, Simplecast is that they have these really nice embeds that you can put into like forums like we post them in our uh spectrum forum and you can also share them on twitter and you can play it like directly from the from the twitter card you can actually listen to the episode i don't know how many people are actually doing that but it's super cool that that's an option yeah i have to think that those are i mean it, it all comes down to what's your personal preference for that versus what the masses are doing and you have to kind of separate those two because i know for me i would never i would i don't think i would ever even listen in a web player like i always kind of find the way to subscribe in my i use pocket cast on my iphone but whatever app you use on your mobile device is sort of where i think of my phone as where i listen to podcasts kind of like my tape player if back in the day mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> my walkman or whatever and so um, but I know there's lots of folks like I've heard from people who, you know, will say, yeah, I, I listened to it on the web page and like just while I'm working or while I'm browsing or sending me an email or whatever, that's how I listen to my favorite podcast that way on the website. And so you have to think some folks, at least I, I feel like the Twitter one, the embeds is kind of nice because it's just like a way for them to get a quick flavor of your podcast without having to click through to your website or whatever while they're, you know, mindlessly reading all the other tweets it can just play for as long as it's on the page i guess until it refreshes and uh and then maybe it disappears i guess but it gives people an easy way to taste your podcast i guess yeah and a thing that they have coming out soon i i don't know if it's out just yet as we're speaking now 
But they have this new feature uh, called Recast, where you can take a little snippet of a show and tweet that. And that I'm really excited about because then we can pull like the funny quote from the show or something like that and put that out with the tweet. And that way, you know, it's just a little teaser or a little taste that people can check out ahead of time. I'm also curious to see like what clips people are going to share. Yeah. You know, like are people going to take little pieces of the show and share them themselves? You know, I kind of wonder, are we going to be hearing clips of ourselves from like three years ago saying, hey, we're going to do this. It'll probably be out in six months. <laughs> well, that's what it, it's one of those things. I know I think Simplecast has had that in beta for a little while. I know one of the clients I worked with, they had, I sort of tested some of that. Well, I mean, Shop Talk Show, I don't have to be <laughs> coy about it. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's I all, know them. We're all Chris Coyer here. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and like testing it out a little bit. And it is it is an interesting way because one of the knocks against podcasting as opposed to say blogging back in the day is it's really hard to share. Like you can obviously share like, hey, this is a great episode where marie talked to chris about whatever but like to share like just a quote from it and and that's like the way to entice people into reading the blog post in the back in the day and i mean still today obviously but whereas with podcasting it's really hard to be like you need to listen to you know the five minute 30 second mark when marie said this really scandalous thing about whatever (laughs) the code editor she uses or something and like uh and start a fight over that like blog war or whatever back in the day but um and whereas podcasting it's harder it's just harder to share like it's video is a little easier because you can you know a youtube link it's somehow that's shareable uh it feels a little more shareable but podcast is somehow like it's more like an experience of like a 20 to 40 minute or whatever or longer sometimes experience that makes up the reason why you share it not like just a a little snippet and so hopefully services like that like what simplecast is doing and i know many others are trying similar kind of packaging of like a tool to share audio but then where the problem comes with everybody using their own app to listen like i do uh, pocket cast or you maybe use the apple podcast app or maybe whatever number of of apps that are out there there's hundreds if not thousands of different apps oh there's got to be yeah i use overcast i'm a huge overcast yeah. fan and i know you know marco Arment's built in some great sharing kind of features in that where if you I, I forget what he calls it in there like like or or favorite one that can get socially recommended to people other people inside the app yeah. and things like that and that's great and so but it's just there is all these little silos of podcast listeners all over the place and there's not sort of one central you know database of like what everybody's liked or whatever and so that's what um that's where some of the big business stuff coming in that we can talk about is they're trying to force a change there so they can have more data and you know analyze people and figure out what people are listening to across all the apps and all the services that are out there but of course everybody's reluctant to give up control because they don't want it to be you know back into drm movie sure either. Yeah. So, anyways i can <laughs> yeah. go on and rant about it for <laughs> oh yeah well i mean that's kind of the purpose of the episode <laughs> but yeah i mean it is interesting because podcasting in general has been such an independent thing for so long it's there's of course there's networks and and groups that that work together but now i mean there's big business coming into this and one one symptom or i guess you could almost say a side effect of of podcasting becoming a bigger and more respected medium and having more people involved in it is that we're starting to get these pr pitches constantly at, at code fan radio and uh for you know just like the random cto of some random company that has just like nothing to do with us will write in saying hey or actually they don't even write in themselves it's like an underling of theirs will write in and say hey do you want to talk to you know <laughs> joe blow from our company he he's like really good at blockchain and it's like what <laughs> this is code pen radio what are we gonna do talking to a blockchain guy maybe roast him <laughs> i don't know but but uh but it's it's been interesting because it's like i guess they just find out like we're in the tech category 
we must like hit some kind of threshold of like listeners or something. And, and they're like, oh, well, we better get, you know, Joe Blow on the show because uh, they've got a big audience, I guess. I mean, they just seem so random and so scattershot that I just don't know why they're even contacting us. And they clearly don't. They have no familiarity with our show, which is like very much about us like code pen radio is about code pen. yeah yeah it's it's variations on that have been going on i know for years in podcasting i think that's kind of like the everything else is like as podcasting grows so do the i don't know i don't want to categorize people in a bad way like the the bottom feeders of the of that world like where it's it's just some sort of algorithm going because yeah i'll get them for like shows that have no business like it's my dailyish podcast which was a show that's just me talking for 10 minutes by myself i'll get pitched from like hey you have a podcast and our, we just wrote a book could we come on and talk about it and like obviously they've never even listened to the show and they don't have any idea i think a brilliant podcast could be actually be if somebody has a comedic mind for this is like taking those and almost like using the prank caller idea or not prank caller the uh oh man um, yeah like <laughs> yeah. people are calling you and you kind of like spin it back on them and and kind of like poking a bit of fun with it and obviously not in a mean spirited way but just like exposing a bit of like the the sort of spammy garbage that it actually is that's going on and, and inviting these people onto your podcast but then <laughs> trying to spin it all in a completely different direction or whatever I, i'm not funny enough to actually follow through on that idea but someone could run run with that <laughs> yeah, one somebody should <laughs> but it is funny because you know there's one thing where it's like someone would ask you oh can i put a guest post on your website and it's like okay like i understand why they want that it's got the backlinks or whatever but if you go on a podcast and you're not ready to be on it, you're going to sound like a goofball. <laughs> like, I really don't see why they think this is a good idea. I guess unless they think we're just going to let them uninterrupted pitch their product. I, I really it's, it's like I almost want to invite one on just to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a symptom of these big changes in the podcast world where like, you know, Spotify got in. Uh, Pandora actually just got in fairly recently. Right. And and. I mean, Spotify made that big buy where they bought Gimlet and yeah. I mean, this is serious business. Yeah. There's big money. I mean, it's, it's big money in podcasting for sure. Cause you know, the most of us, the majority of podcasters are dealing with like, would you maybe give me a hundred dollars to sponsor my episode or whatever? And then, you know, right. Spotify comes along and drops $200 million or whatever it was for Gimlet, like a podcast production house, um, which has a fairly big presence. Like if you were actually went to their New York or wherever they are, Brooklyn offices, you know, it, it is, does look like a real business. It's not just, you know, in some guy's basement, like my podcast studios. Um, <laughs> but, but still it does feel like, okay, well, this is signaling like a change. There's like a, now things are happening at that level kind of idea. And it's kind of a wake up call, I guess, for, for the industry in a, in a sense. And not that there hasn't been money in it before, but it has been primarily like, someone rising to prominence on their own, kind of bootstrapping themselves, growing big enough to where all of a sudden they've got this massive audience. And then, um, yeah, you know, shows like Serial come along and uh, Gimlet comes along with their production studio and and grow to that next level now and and having Spotify buy them, obviously. And then Spotify buying an Anchor, which is a anchor.fm, I think is your URL, but you know, it's a podcast creation web app, essentially, and mm. an iPhone or, or uh, Android app. And so they're kind of putting their feet in both sides of the, the equation with both the, the, um, the media they want to create, but then also buying the tools to create that same medium. And so it's just an interesting play, I guess, and we'll see where it all lands in, in the future as to how that'll play out if, if they get tired of, you know, funding. Because Anchor is basically where anybody could just record a podcast, which is great, I think, for the medium. That's awesome and how it should be. But Spotify owning them now, are they going to get tired of, you know, funding 
you know, your podcast about your cat <laughs> that might not have very many <laughs> listeners and Spotify doesn't get, you know, many ad sales off of that and how that's all going to play out. But, but then actually just today they bought, or you just announced this today anyways, they bought another podcasting studio, Parcast, it's called. I, I hadn't even heard of it, but apparently really big in the like horror story podcast space. Um, oh, and so, well, that would explain why I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not my bag. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think it's kind of like the idea of like they want to create a whole bunch of content that's cheaper than what they pay right now to license um, you two or or whoever, whichever band, you know, their music on this on the their player app and hoping more people will listen to that because they can sell ads either way. It doesn't matter. They just want ear earballs, earbuds, your eardrums, I guess. <laughs> eardrums, yeah. I think is That's a, if you, the scientific term. I'm not nobody's listening. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing. <laughs> and so that's where I think the, the play is for them. And so obviously there's a bit of like a scramble as to how this is all going to play out. And at the end of the day though, you know, Code Pen Radio, um, things that I do, my clients, like you're all kind of, there's a bunch of like uh, under that sort of big, huge production umbrella. There's still like a whole bunch of people doing podcasts for fun or for business or marketing um, and, and just like geeks getting together to play D and D on a podcast or like that. Nothing about any of this changes what we're doing at that level, let's say. Um, But it does kind of feel like there's a big, I don't know, big anchor that's been dropped or my analogies are failing me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely really exciting to see how huge it's getting now. And, and just there's so much happening in terms of like podcast as entertainment and you're, but you're right. I mean, there's so many different ways to keep using a podcast. You know, you don't have to, you know, have the mega show. You don't have to be, you know, running a hundred ads. You just need to, you know, do something that, that, I mean, you want to have an audience. It's a little silly to you – know, my podcast about my cat, you know, it didn't take off. But, you, know, you didn't really have to bring that up. But, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I mean, sure, like you're, there's always going to be these tiny, tiny niche things too. And there's things that fall in the – somewhere in the middle or, you know, wherever Code Pen Radio comes up, which is like it's for a very specific purpose. It's for a very, very specific audience. And it's – serving that audience and serving that purpose but you know i don't see us having a huge production deal with, uh, with spotify or something like that anytime anytime soon anyway i don't know though our our halloween episode last year was pretty great so we'll, we'll see <laughs> we'll see how we do i'm sure listeners who are like in this space like obviously i could do a, a pitch for clients here or whatever but like in this space where if they're listening to copen radio chances are they're interested in how you know running a web app is is done and that's obviously part of the appeal for listeners i would think and hearing you know behind the scenes from you and and the other uh staff or team at CodePen. But I guess it, I don't, if you can step back off of the microphone, so to speak, and say like, what, how would CodePen determine if CodePen Radio is successful as a, you know, a marketing, it's it's part marketing, it's part branding, it's part just like a way for you guys to talk with each other too, right? So if I can oh, spin yeah. the question back to you, I guess, how, how do you, how would it, how do you know it's successful or how do you know it's worth putting money into, obviously, because you put time and money and, and effort into it. Um, and it's not just purely for fun, obviously. Uh, right. So how do you guys yeah. sort of determine whether it's been successful or is it, or is that, or maybe you're not at that point yet? I think, I do think that we consider it successful because I, for me, like in particular, the feedback that we get from people who listen to the show is the most valuable and useful feedback we get practically from any of our members because it is, they just have such a very good understanding of what CodePen is where we're heading with it, that the people who like take the time to listen to the show are just like 
the most super of super users. And it's great to hear from them. And the, and we hear from them more and more as time goes by. So that tells me that more very engaged members of CodePen are listening to the show. So that growth is success to me. And, you know, we don't, we obviously have numbers of listeners and they have been growing over time. And there is the value that we're able to sell ads for most episodes of the show. So there's a money value too. It pretty much, it pays for itself in its time, you know? Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, the real success of it is, is the feedback that we get from people who listen to the show. It is incredibly high quality. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I guess that's the like community building, um, aspect for code. Cause I, th- I think there's probably other services out there similar, you know, your competitors or whatever. I don't even know. I'm not mm-hmm. smart enough to know all this stuff <laughs> on, on that side of things, but like, uh you know, who maybe don't have that. And so like you have this humanizing factor of a podcast that tells people about who's behind this. Just a, you know, when I type a codepen.io in my web browser, there's actually humans that have to like <laughs> make that work <laughs> as much as it's machines and computers. But it does, it does give people a chance to get to know us, which, you know, as much as they want to know the people behind <laughs> their, the software that they're using. I mean, they do get a pretty good glimpse into the inside of, of how we do things here. Yeah. It's, and that's, I think it's, it's just interesting a way of, I often use CodePen when I'm talking with potential clients or people just asking me for ideas of why they would do a podcast is CodePen Radio, I think is a prime example of why you would do not like the heavily produced, the, there's a buzzword of branded podcasts where like Slack did one for a year, a few years where it was like, uh, what, what oh, do they yeah. call it? Slack. I remember that one. Behind, I forget what it was called now, but, um, where it wasn't actually like talking anything about Slack other than there was a bit little like 30 second pitch for Slack and they would just talk about interesting stories and hope more people would listen to their podcast um, and then just a subtle pitch for Slack in there. And so I think, um, what's the e-commerce site? Um, not Spotify, Shopify has, Shopify, yeah, does something yeah. like that as well. And so that's- Oh, do they? Oh, how cool. Yeah, so that's one angle that a business can take is like you spend obviously a lot of production value money and time an effort in creating like a really interesting podcast, maybe about e-commerce. I think Shopify's is, but it's not like listen, use Shopify, use Shopify, you know, over and over. They just have a subtle, mm-hmm. subtle pitch for it. Whereas, you know, with CodePen Radio, I feel like it's it's a different tact that is also working for you guys and um, that businesses or brands or whatever could take too. Where it's kind of like, here's who we are. This is why you know we're passionate about this thing and why you should listen or why you should use our service is kind of like an underlying theme but you're not like again you're not hitting everybody over the head with like sign up now for CodePen and <laughs> here's a pro plan for 15 days and if you don't like it then whatever you know um so i think that's it's a really valuable way of of uh, humanizing again the this the web that we we all work on and connecting the the humans behind the the microphones or the keyboards or or whatever. Yeah, that's that's been what we've been trying to do. So I'm glad to hear it's working. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about what's new, uh, like with your shows and and your clients this year. I know that you've been uh, busy yourself with your own show, and that I, I know you've got some cool new people wor- that you're working with. Yeah, I think like I'm trying to remember back in 2017. I think I just sort of started towards this plunge of thinking, you know, being a full-time podcast editing producer kind of person, um, or engineer, I guess now you're calling me. So (laughs) everybody's an engineer in software. (laughs) Um, and so now, yeah, it is basically my full-time gig. I have a few sort of, you know, clients, web clients and stuff, WordPress based clients. I still help out occasionally, but for the, like, 100% 100% or nearly of my business is now editing podcasts and producing podcasts for folks. And so on one side, kind of like the, uh, the, the hobbyist podcaster in me is, is still like yearning to create my own stuff in that. And so that's where I have a podcast network with friends called goodstuff.fm. And we 
put out new shows and stuff. And there's actually a fun new show. A friend of mine just started it. It's called baseline where you're, it's a couple of guys, one guy who doesn't really know anything about baseball and the other guy who knows more about baseball. And they're kind of like walking through why you, <laughs> it's kind of like how you would learn about, you know, tech traditionally, you know, but in terms of baseball. And so they started that show. Um, and, uh, and then also for podcasters who are like, I kind of have a bit of a passion for like teaching and educating, but also like community building around this thing. And there's, um, so I started a, a thing called castaways.club and it's basically like a community membership site for podcasters who are maybe feeling, it, it can be a little bit of a lonely venture and you kind of like mm-hmm. you are, you know, you're sitting in your house somewhere and talking with, you're talking with people, but still you put that thing out in the world and you see the analytics, but you don't really have, it's not like you have peers alongside you as much that you work with and, and kind of encourage each other and troubleshoot and challenge each other and and get feedback and things like that. And so that's kind of what I wanted to start with that. So it started in January here and kind of just sort of iterating on that and growing with that and uh, having a bit of fun there. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it's also just like on the geeky side, I, for folks who've maybe listened to some of the, I think I've done a sponsor read on code pen but definitely on shop talk you have yeah with yes, like you've done a couple of the those. netlify one is like using netlify and i, fear, I can't even remember which static site generate shoot i should um <laughs> this is <laughs> how nerdy i am but it's not 11d it's the uh the java uh, shoot i'm showing my ignorance here anyways it's one of those ones <laughs> how's that but running on netflix running the, the marketing side on netlify has been like a really neat thing and like i think i heard about it through shop talk or code pen probably originally um and you know the, again sort of like a, a proof of how sponsorship works for for uh, getting folks aware of your product um yeah totally so. <laughs> even even our podcast person <laughs> hears it <laughs> Well, there's that thing with like Chris Coyer, you know, talks about Notion. You guys talk about Notion all the time. It's like it's impossible oh, not boy, to be using Notion at this point if you're listening to anything that <laughs> CodePen Radio or or Shop Talk. <laughs> and I get it like twice as much as anybody else because I I hear it all, you know, when I'm editing it too. So, um, yeah, Notion is a, has been a great tool for uh, for that. Boy, has it ever! Yeah, I, you know, we almost got by without mentioning them in this episode. <laughs> Take a drink but... if you had the Notion. Bingo. Yeah, we need like I I keep joking that we need like a noise the Notion <laughs> the air horn or something because I mean we do we just live in Notion. Um, and then like as far as clients and stuff, it, I appreciate you asking and and just by way of I think what I was going to say earlier is that I, I think podcasting is trying to grow and it doesn't it feels neat like where podcasts at least at this stage maybe we'll. We'll start fighting with each other more, but it feels like generally people add new shows to listen to. They don't like if show dies out, obviously they stop listening because it's not there anymore, but they don't like, sure. it's not like they choose. I need one developer podcast to listen to, and I need one murder mystery podcast to listen to, and I need one uh, guy rambling podcast to listen to. Um, <laughs> they just kind of like a show and they add it to their list. And all of a sudden they find more time to listen to podcasts somehow. Um, and so I feel like that's a similar thing with, with my clients I've found where, you know, just kind of sharing shows you listen to is a really fun way. It's kind of almost like uh, Oprah's book club or whatever for podcasts where you're just kind of like yeah. sharing what you listen to and finding out what other people listen to. And cause there's so many out there and there's just more being added every day. So uh, one of my clients is uh, transistor.fm actually a podcast hosting platform and they have a podcast similar to Copen radio. Actually, I feel like it's kind of when I listen to the two shows as I'm editing, it's kind of like you guys could all like hang out sometime and, <laughs> and compare notes, but uh, they do a show called build your SaaS, where it's basically behind the scenes, look at a marketing guy and a developer launching a podcast hosting app. And then um, drinking socially is from the folks behind untapped, which is a social network for beard 
lovers, I guess, or beer drinkers. Oh, um, <laughs> oh cool. And, and not so much the developer side of it. There's a little bit of that where they talk about their app, but it's kind of a bit more like, I mean, as you might suspect, just talking about beer they've had and, and events in, in the beer world and the craft beer markets and all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> are some of those episodes like really short and then some of them are really long? <laughs> well, it is funny because they do like, you know, they'll talk about the beer they're drinking and generally they have one and sometimes they might have two. And so the, it's funny listening to it because you, it, you know, they're, they're able to handle themselves. <laughs> it's not like they're drunk, mm-hmm. but they do, you know, certain words start to sound a little dragged out maybe than they were at the start of the episode. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, what was the other? Oh, Real Talk JavaScript, obviously for folks who are listening to Copan Radio probably would love if I, most of the episode I, I spend trying to figure out what they're talking about. So that means it's probably really good for <laughs> folks who are really into tech stuff. Um, and then one more that's kind of fun if you're in the podcasting space that you might not have heard of is Chartable Radio. Chartable.com is a, um, a stats, sort of database stats analytics company that tries to pull in all your stats from everywhere. Again, like I said at the start, your everything, you know, analytics and everything are all over the place and different players. And so they try to like put, bring that all together and give you a meaningful look at what stats are, you know, what you're charting in um, where Malaysia, let's say on the Apple podcast site uh, in Malaysia as compared to the US and how you're your uh, podcast maybe has moved up or down in the charts. And if you're at all, like either ego <laughs> for ego reasons or for business reasons, you need to track some of that stuff. Um, you can check out yeah, chartable.com and they have chartable radio is interviews with folks in the podcasting space. Yeah, this is really cool. That's, that's really exciting. I'm super happy to hear that you have so many new folks coming onto the roster there. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And it's like, I, I keep wondering if I'm going to get a podcast. I, I shouldn't jinx myself, I guess with this, but like, <laughs> you know, if, if I'm going to get a podcast to work on that, it's just going to be like draining or like, you know, something really dry, boring, and you have to sit there and listen to it and edit it, which is part of the job. Right. Um, but, but, well, sure. yeah, <laughs> but so far I'm uh, knock on wood or whatever that my desk is made of. Um, you know, blessed with shows and clients that are really fun to listen to and, and, and don't tell them and don't tell Copen Radio that I would probably listen to it anyways, even if I wasn't editing it, but it's, <laughs> it's fun to be working with you guys on, on a project like that. So. Yeah, that's cool. It seems like you've really like carved out a niche too, because they, we're all different podcasts, but I see a common thread running through us, which is that, you know, there's, there's definitely a heavy tech angle there. So that's pretty cool. That's actually uh, friends who, you know, people have approached me about getting into this kind of work or whatever. And I feel like there's, again, there's lots of opportunity there. I don't, I mean, it's not a gold mine. I'm not, <laughs> I'm still working in my basement, here. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> you know, I think the, the word of mouth thing is the biggest referral engine, uh, uh marketing engine for me. Cause it, it's like many things where people trust you because they know you and they know that you'll handle their, their podcast or their website, just like building a website for somebody, they, once they hand it over to you, they're, you know, people are really trusting and knowing that you're going to take care of it, but it's kind of just getting that, that first kind of introduction or whatever, that's really hard, obviously in this space. And so, um, yeah, building up a f- network of folks, m- making your own podcasts and, and experimenting there instead of on your clients' podcasts is generally a good idea. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's smart. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. And thanks, as always, for editing out all of our burps and F words <laughs> and uh, weird, awkward pauses and stuff like that. We really appreciate the work you do for us, Chris. Yeah, I've got a whole a whole directory of uh, outtakes. So if anybody ever needs some ammunition <laughs> for CodePen, just let me know. <laughs> yeah, I know that somewhere there's like a 10-minute clip reel of me just going, um... <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Chris. And thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.
This is Baseline, a podcast about baseball by people who know nothing about baseball. I'm Kyle. And I'm Andrew. And we know nothing about baseball. Merriam-Webster defines baseball as a game played with a bat and ball between two teams of nine players, each on a large field, having four bases that mark the course a runner must take to score. And Wikipedia describes baseball as a bat and ball game played between two opposing teams who take turns batting and fielding. And some people just say, it's super boring. Honus Wagner, Shoeless Joe Jackson, Hank Aaron, Cal Ripken, Barry Bonds, Tim Tebow, Michael Jordan. What do these names have in common? That's right. These are all people who have played baseball. But what is baseball? What is the purpose of baseball? We'll explore things you could probably just Google, but provide you with insightful answers to questions like, How is a baseball game played? Is home run two words? Why do they use bats? It's a common misconception that they use real live bats to play baseball. Instead, they use roughly cylindrical pieces of wood. Do baseball players still chew? Yes, baseball players often chew in order to digest their food more effectively. What are the four bases? Some common bases are ammonia, acetone, lye, and lithium hydroxide. But I don't see how that's relevant to the baseball. Tune in to Baseline, a podcast about baseball by people who know nothing about baseball. On goodstuff.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.